Hey everyone, I'm Anthony Gathers. And I'm Greg Weiss. And we, we are, are good, good dudes with bad hearts. hearts. No, literally. Our, Our hearts, hearts are, are broken. broken. I have heart failure. And I have a transplant. We never thought we'd have heart problems. But we do. And they're real. And they suck. And that's why we're here. To talk to you about heart failure, heart attacks, and everything that comes with these conditions. Each week, we will bring you an episode featuring guests with heart issues. We're talking about doctors and health professionals. And we're talking about everyday people. Like you and I, together, We'll share useful information, providing useful lifestyle tips, and how to prepare heart-healthy meals. We'll tell our stories and hopefully make our, your hearts, better. Welcome Welcome to Change of Heart. Hey everybody, I'm Anthony Githers, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Weiss. That's right, and today we have a very special guest today. We have the mother of my co-host, Elaine Silverweiss, and she's here to talk about her heart valve replacement. So let's go into that. Let's let's just let's just jump right in. So um, where did it all start? I woke up morning with my heart beating that my partner switched to me. I could see your heart beating. That's happening okay. out of my chest. It was. And I went to, I called the doctor. They said, come right in. They listened to my heart, sent me to the emergency room. And I was there for five days uh, um, doing all kinds of tests. It was a local hospital where they did not do heart surgery. And they, the cardiologist sent me to a center okay. where surgery was commonly done. Okay. And when I got there, they were hoping to do um, a repair, a valve okay. repair. But okay. it turned out that it was necessary to do a total and complete um, okay. heart replacement, valve replacement. Got it. Now, getting so now, I'm going to ask this to Greg. Uh, uh, to Greg, what's the difference between a valve repair versus a valve replacement? Because obviously, um, that, that, valve, that's something I'm curious to know. A valve replacement is a much simpler, less complicated procedure. It's done okay. to decide um, the amount of time that you spend in the hospital is greatly from the and the whole uh, re, re, the repair is a simple thing and they okay. try to do it but they can't okay. they have to do the total replacement which okay. means cracking your chest um, oh, cracking you open split you cracking down. you open Okay. That's a that's a common theme on this show is crack you open. <laughs> Cracking you open. So yeah. and you just, it, just don't want to be cracking when you okay. come back in. So but, now is the replacement kind of like changing a spark plug? I'm sorry? Is the replacement kind of like changing a spark plug in the car where you kind of like, I think a spark plug might be easier. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it. What's what? What makes part of this story unique is is that when my mom had her valve incident, I was already in the hospital for about three weeks um, with uh, heart attacks number four and five on my heart, my first heart, and uh, I was getting treatment awaiting surgery for a heart pump. And I was getting uh, treated in a New York City hospital. And um, my mom had been admitted into a hospital across the bridge in New Jersey. And we were talking on the phone about our heart surgeries pending. And I I don't know how many uh, mother-son dual heart experiences there are. But uh, I'm 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 claiming this is a first, and uh, our um, my brother, my mom's other son, uh, was shuttling back and forth, uh, sending messages of love, bringing me food, sitting bedside, keeping both of us calm, wow. while while we both had to have life saving surgeries, and um, it's I, I I wanted to capture what this moment meant to both of us, not only on this show, but just it's something that we share because we both had positive outcomes from it. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Elaine here. I'm sure back in the day when you first had Greg and you were holding him up in the hospital, you weren't saying to yourself, in 50 years, we're going to be sharing, having, having conversations about our, hearts, our heart surgeries. I didn't think you were going through that many years ago. Never, never thought about it. No, it's always just bright future and all good things for him. Not this. Okay. But sometimes out of something so negative, something very positive happens. That's true. And if this is helping people, um, it will be worth everything. Okay. Actually, you're absolutely correct. And that's kind of our goal with this show is to put the word out there so that people get the message. Uh, one thing that we're trying to promote really is as a heart awareness, you know, basically going out there and getting your, getting your EF numbers checked, not just doing your annual, uh, your blood work or anything of that nature, or your physical, but to literally check your numbers. Um, my situation was pretty unique in that sense as well. You know, so now I tell people, yeah, check your EF numbers. Don't just go for a physical and then look at that. You well, know. if I can jump in, what is... One of the things I just wanted to ask as we go forward yes. is how were you feeling a week before? How were you feeling a month before? Because and now that you have the chance to, to reflect upon it, it's one of the purposes of this show is it's not that you don't know. Maybe you do know and maybe you feel yourself running down. So if there's anything you want to expand upon that, you know, we'd love absolutely. to hear something like that. Absolutely. I would say two years before, I had warning signs that I did not listen to. Mm. We were in Lake Tahoe, where the altitude is very high. Wow. And my partner, who had heart issues, walked out. He was fine. And I walked out into the fresh air. I couldn't walk for two minutes. 
Wow. So that was like something where the bell should have gone off. I came home. I didn't think anything about it. Okay. Uh, a few months later, I had an incident. I was walking up a hill. And in the okay. middle of walking, which I always walked, I went to the gym, I exercised. I was so short of breath. Wow. But that was the one incident. Okay. So until that morning in November of 2019, that I just knew that I couldn't go on. I had to go to the doctor. But okay. thinking back, there were there were warning signs that I did not pay attention to. Okay. Well, the other question I'm wow. going to have is. So in that it, particular case, if, if I had to ask, how many doctors do you actually know? I know so many doctors. <laughs> in the hospital. I know and it's a loaded question. Not only did I know them, but they're like some of them are like family, friends. Right. Right. And yet, and yet this comes on. And it, it doesn't matter that you know 50, 60 doctors. Now is now is this occurrence? And um, you know, to 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 have that to have that ability to get help and treatment is truly a blessing. That that you actually did it on your own, the same way Anthony did. Oh yeah, I have I have no choice in the matter. <laughs> Take care of but neither did she. So but you know, the thing is, I think. Part of the purpose of what you're doing here is for people to listen to every signal that comes up. You're, I remember, Grant, one of the doctors, when you were being treated during the heart transplant, said to you, the worst thing you could do is think that it's a father when you reach out and ask a question or um, call in because you want to be seen. Just take that out of the mix. It's mm. the most important thing you could do, and you make his job easy by sometimes being the best. Yeah, but no, it, really it, you're, you're, you're correct. Yeah, I, 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 I remember being there when he said it. And, um, you know, I, even then trying to make an excuse for why I wasn't there. So, mm. so what, what excuse, did, so what excuse did you make when you, well, uh, um, the, the doc, the, the, this was while, um, I was in my first year of transplant and you have to go for biopsies. Uh, you have 18 in one year. And I was at a point where it was once every four weeks. And it was in between that time that uh, I wasn't feeling well. And I ended up going back for my biopsy when they told me I was having a rejection of my new heart. Okay. And uh, ended up back in and the doctor was sitting there. And uh, it was actually at a time when my mom was visiting me. And he said to me, he said, you should have been here two weeks ago. And I'm like, but I, I wasn't really scheduled for two weeks ago. He goes, yeah, he goes, but that's when your problem started. Mm. 
and and I'm like, I'm here now, and he's like, Yeah, wonderful, you're here now, you know, and, and you know, we gotta treat you. Well, I I I I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not gonna quote exactly what he said. I'll save that for another episode. But uh, he, what, just a month ago. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 basically the summary of it was um, he goes, I don't like you. And I'm going, what do you mean you don't like me? He goes, you made me work an extra hour to t uh, today to help fix your problem. Wow. And I'm going, oh, God. Oh, God, help me. Wow. So, Eileen, let me ask you this. How long was your recovery after the after the surgery? They did the surgery like December 19th. I was in the hospital for about eight days. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't a big complication. But there are so many things that they monitor, and it was like the oxygen level that I didn't get home for Christmas holiday. Oh, wow. But I think I got home like on the 26th or 27th of December. Okay. They, the doctor wanted me to see him at his office for a follow-up, and okay. it was December 31st. And oh, wow. when I okay. went, Oh my God, everything's great. I okay. said, Well, friends invited us out to dinner tonight to celebrate years. Okay. Do you think I could go? And he said, You can't go. My friends still talk about this. But I was like the poster girl for hot surgery. Oh, wow. Was okay. I was New Year's celebrating, drinking, and um just grateful and happy to be alive and also to have Greg well in the hospital where he was. So oh. it's a very well, nice year. It, it it one of the most trying times being a hospital patient is when you're enduring a holiday. And um I can definitely tell you I've been in a hospital for uh Thanksgiving, yeah. for Christmas, <laughs> for New Year's. <laughs> um, I'll include Hanukkah and, um, it, it's, it, it's one of the times that you're just truly left alone in a hospital bed. Weekends are bad enough, but, mm -hmm. but to know that, that the rest of the world around you is celebrating, you know, a holiday, um, it, it definitely can try your patience and your resolve to, to not only get better, but get out. And, yeah. and, and that's, and that's part of what this, this change of heart is, is that you're so thankful that you hit a brick wall and that somebody peeled you off it, fixed you. And now you can get over and around that wall under, under your own strength. Mm. You know, I mean, I went through my recovery and, um, one of the things I'm going to ask my mom is what changed about your lifestyle what changed about your eating what changed about you know your exercise that that brought you back to feeling uh, more normal I, I think you're very conscious about things that everybody tells you about being hard healthy and watch your food um the best that I did after. I read the newspaper, an article by a woman that had had heart surgery um, a few months before. Okay. And she said the thing that was life changing 
was going for cardiac rehab. And so uh-huh. that was something where maybe when you start, you don't really want to go there to service. Um, it was the best thing I ever did. Wow. And uh, the 36 um, session, your monitor, uh, you have all of these positive people around you, encouraging you, and and encouraging you to push, okay. to be who you are. Okay. And it, it really put me back on like the right path for the rest of my life. Awesome. Um, let me ask you a question, reference because you mentioned the food and your diet. Um, was there anything in particular that you might have said, okay, you made some changes to your diet. Was there anything that you decided that you were saying to yourself, man, this really sucks, but I have to do it? Like, you know, just to hold, like, like I know I've always ate pretty well anyway, but did you realize, was there, was there anything you had to sacrifice to get yourself back into good health? Um, I basically ate a healthy diet. Most okay. of my, she, my mom always ate a healthy diet. What? Um, you always ate a healthy diet. Thank you. Good. Remember, I always said, eat your greens. Yes. <laughs> well, the, the, what I was telling Anthony before we started was that you were the um, the first advocate of any sugar substitute that ever hit the market. <laughs> that that there was always there was always some new modern sweetener that had always been invented that ended up on our kitchen table even though even though we were fans of good old hard sugar uh <laughs> there was liquid this and there was powder that and 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 it, it always ended up on a grapefruit now you have to understand none of us liked it but we all knew our mom was looking out for our greater good awesome <laughs> awesome now what do you, you know? do now for your regimen at this point like what's your What's your lifestyle like today in 2023? Like, what are you doing? Are you going for walks? Are you in the gym more often? Like, what's your... It's your, very long walking or in Florida. It is so hot that it's okay. really dangerous to go walking over, okay. the, over the summer months. So okay. I've gotten into Aquascite, which is amazing. It's all the benefits of walking, running, partying. Um, okay. Strength building mm-hmm. without any of the downside. So I do that two or three hours a week over different days, and I'm so invigorated again. And uh, I'm going to get back okay. in. Again. I haven't been doing as much of that because the atmosphere is so satisfying, but I'm going mm-hmm. to start doing that. Another way of saying that if you want to, if you're on a suicide mission in Florida, just go for a walk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, a and there are people that don't come out. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> they say dogs in English and do not go in with the midday sun. Yep, just go for a walk <gasps> and everything is done. <laughs> wow. wow. It, it, yeah, I hear the stories about hot and humid, and I, like we have days like that up here. And um, one of the things about being a, a recovering heart patient is you really got to be aware of you, of your environment, of your surroundings, 
because the humidity will cut your breath off just from the uh, the water content in the air can make right. you breathe heavy. And, and drinking and, water, drinking liquid, really important. Yes. You don't want to be dehydrated. Yep, that is true. So speaking of hydration, how often do you, what's, did you, when you had your replacement, did the doctors put you on a minimum amount of water to have per day? Because I know that went for me. Um, when I went in that for my was, failure. That is memorable. It's one of the things, like when I think about the, um, the first minute where you become awake, all I want was water. And they okay. give you a, or put an ice cube in your mouth. Yeah, chew on an ice cube. Mm. <laughs> and went on for like three days until I was crazed. But there are reasons for it. But yet, it's one of the things that stuck in my head. Okay. Um, another thing, it's the one question I asked before the surgery when I was told that there was a possibility of total replacement of the cracking the chest. Yes. I said, how do you deal with pain mm -hmm. from this? <laughs> Cracking up. And, um, cracking you like, cracking you like a people. <laughs> the most amazing thing is that most people never complain about pain. It's manageable. And mm -hmm. I will tell you that during the whole process, that was never an issue. And hopefully that will put people's minds at rest. Okay. That it's very rare that somebody can uh, tolerate or complain about much discomfort. Okay. Well, I, I can attest to that twice. So, Is there an expiration date on the heart replacement valve? I mean, I know that Gray mentioned with... Um, I think they said like, for everyone, but mine is like 15 or 20 years. Mm. Okay. So, so 15 to 20, so 15 to 20 years, you can literally, you're like, you're like a Tesla. <laughs> like a Tesla. You know what? I really I feel that way. And what I've seen over the years, the difference in the development of what they've done mm. to make this whole process easier. Um, I'm sure in you know twenty years there'll be something that will make it easier to even have her placement or the They'll have little tweaks that they could do, and right. and that would um, <laughs> a neighbor's walking by a of things that they can do that it would okay. not be the same amount of um, extreme measures. Got it. To um, let me ask you this: When you go out to a restaurant. Um, do you pay attention to what's on the menu as far as sodium content or anything of that nature? I would say that there are two things that I don't pay attention. Um, if we go to a steakhouse, I will enjoy the steak. <laughs> okay. You, you, in general, where we used to do uh, a lot of meat or we'll substitute fish, salad, chicken um, okay. there's definitely 
Okay. So, so, you, so you don't pay attention to the idea of steak. I'm like, you, you, you order what you want for the most part. If I could interject, what? it's definitely an issue of moderation because you, you, you definitely want to lead 80 to 90% of the time away from that restaurant event to uh, pay it forward in, in, in the sense that you want to keep your diet on the straight and narrow because you know at that event that you can let it all go and have that steak and the cream spinach and the, you know, the, right, the right. potatoes. So and, you're with a, a guy from New Jersey who all he talks about is how great the hot dogs are and how many great hot dog places there are. Well, wow. We indulge occasionally. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, That's it, the truth. It sounds like as long as you're not doing them, look, as much as we all love sabrets, you know, in the Hebrew National, you can't have those, you can't have them every day. Like you're not going to. No. Yeah, yes. Now, are you a fan of ice cream? A fan of ice cream. Ice, ice cream. That's that's more her partner. That yeah. Ice, are ice you cream. a fan of ice cream? Yes. Oh, ice cream. Yes. yes. But what I try to do is buy the milk fat or the yogurt and very controlled use of it. Small amount. Okay. Like I said, sugar sugar substitutes, low calories. <laughs> low calories. It's not so much the sugar that I want, it's the fat. And, um, but you know, there are things in life that you want to, that you enjoy. Don't give up so on. I don't think you should give up everything. Sugar mm -hmm. and fat are all good. They're all good. They taste good. They're not good for you, but they taste good. Well, I, I'm just going to attest that when I, uh, I believe it was after my transplant, and um, my mother was visiting me. She had brought me the most unbelievable chicken salad sandwich from a, a high-end deli in uh, Maywood. And it, 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 it just, it was the one thing I looked forward to because hospital food stinks. Hospital food it's just, it's just, they, they, they always say the worse the food, the better the hospital. But, um, it, in, in my case, it, in, in, in my case, and when we talk to another guest, he's going to talk about it also is it's kind of like being incarcerated in the sense that you become, um, reliant on, on your loved ones and your caretakers bringing in objects for you to eat. And in my case, it was protein shakes. But when my mom showed with that chicken salad sandwich, oh my god, oh my god, it was it was. You look forward to it. I mean, I, I I know it's my mom, and I love my mom and everything she's ever done for me. I could never thank her enough or repay her. But but just to just to have that good food was just you know it's over the top, and 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 it makes you literally like I said before makes you want to go around that wall and over the wall any way you can. And I, I, I know we're interviewing her and, and, yes. but she, she's, she's a big part of my inspiration and that, and that when she had to go through her, her event with a heart valve, um, 
that I, I really, I really thought her story would be great for the episodes we're doing. Nice. Um, I'm just going to compare it to what happened to uh, my father, her husband, and and how he went through uh, a quintuple bypass. Whoa! And and that was in the late '90s. And um, what's that? Oh, he had a valve replacement too. Oh, there you go. I, I had a whole heart, but <laughs> but it, he was he was done in a hospital in New Jersey, and uh, his doctor was about to release a uh, a line of frozen foods, and wow. and we had seen him after the operation, and we're sitting the four of us, three of us, were sitting in the office, and and you know he goes he goes I know what you're going to ask me what should I eat, and um, you know he. He was telling us about how he's done this 20, 30,000 times and that he finally had to start making a line of food so he didn't have to tell people what to eat. And um, it, 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 it's a whole part of the heart recovery is, is what do you do afterwards? It's, it's something that you found out you're sick. It's something that you found out you're going to get treated, getting treated, but, but to pick up and like uh, like our logo shows with the with the elevation and the decline, it, it has to be a downhill slope that you recover and not work uphill again. It yeah. is it's 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 very important that that you stick to what your new lifestyle is. Yes. And I'm 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 glad my mom stuck to it. I I I, I know she's uh, for, in my case a role model for for all things. So oh, that's cool. You're such you're such a good son. <laughs> well, I, I have a good mom. I have a good mom, and then and then and to hear her story while I was in the hospital waiting for my own heart surgery was just—it's um, a lot to take. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a I'm lot to that. absorb. Easiest thing. Hey, let me you ask know, you. This. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just said. Go for it. Um, as a mother. Because here you are in the hospital as well, and you're in the process of getting your heart, um, your heart repaired, not repaired, but the revalve replaced. How did you feel emotionally knowing that your son was going through a similar situation, I, if not worse? I was more worried about him than my okay. Got it. And I felt okay. the same way. I was more worried about her than me. And that is my first question when I came out of the anesthesia. Okay, so you were and so I you were good news. I had good news. So you both were more worried about each other. Uh -huh. it, wow. It's 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 a it's a very strange mindset, because um, I got wires coming and going out of me. I'm sure she did too. And the last thing we were ever going to consider was a video call. So. Mm -hmm. You know, it was more like uh, uh, telling my brother to take the message to my mother at that point, even though we were talking on the phone for a little while. Mm -hmm. you, you're just you're so out of it and in another state of mind that you don't really focus on okay. on yourself, mm -hmm. which, you know, in, in some ways is a positive. But in other ways, you, what are, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. you, but you feel helpless. Yep. Wow. So. Was there ever a moment you felt helpless, Elaine? No, I, I would say not. Um, okay. I, 
I mean, my friends call me Pollyanna. Okay. <laughs> I always see a good outcome. I always see the sunny side uh, okay. to the point that they think it's ridiculous. But okay. um, I think that's the way I handle this because okay. it's also an example to your children of how to handle adversity in life. When it happens, you go, you do, you get it done, and you go on. Okay, so you would agree absolutely that a positive attitude is something that really takes you to the next level and saving you with dealing with heart, heart disease. I would say it has so much to do with your recovery, that when you have a positive attitude, everything turns around and gets better. Mm, okay, awesome. Faith Craig, is you key. Want to, Craig, do you want to add on for that? Well, uh, without without getting a tear in my eye, faith was the one thing that that kept me going, knowing that my family and my friends um, had my best outcomes on their minds. And uh, from when I was working, uh, one of my closest friends that I worked with. When I told him I was sick, he began you calling my name and praying for me in his prayer group. And and these are um, ex-military uh, combat um, people. And, and just repeating what he told me to say and staying focused. And they're praying for me and my family and my doctors by name. It, it, it was one of the things that really brought me through a very dark place when, when you look at, at the procedures I had to go through and um, eventually getting cracked open twice. Faith. Faith is it. I'm not going to mention the fact that my blood is B positive. There you, so go. I really didn't... There you go. There you go. Can this network cracked open? Yeah. There you go. Cracked open. You have no choice. It, 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 it's where you go. And, yeah. and, and at the end of the day, um, you know, they got to close you up and you got to heal and you got to move on. But it, it, if you don't have a positive outcome and you don't have faith, you're not going to have a positive outcome. That's true. That's absolutely. It's very easy to turn on yourself thinking you're not going to be able to recover. Wow. So and that and that actually does have a lot to do with it. Like, look, my situation was similar. Thank God to have faith. If you didn't have faith, faith in a positive attitude. Look, I'm not trying to step on everyone's toes, but faith in a positive attitude does make life, or at least make the transition much easier to deal with in that sense. And again, it's not well, a matter of. Um, um, so I'm sorry, Greg. Go ahead. Go jump no, in. no. What I was going to say was, it's a big club, and you're all part of it. So. Yeah. It's true. Well, you know, we're, 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 not, we're not in the George calling. We're not for us. It's actually the opposite of the, of the George. It, calling. it is the opposite. That's 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 what I'm saying. Is yeah. is that heart disease is slowly becoming a more aware subject since it's literally the number one killer of people in the United States, and um, 
more awareness, but the 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 varying problems and treatments are becoming more aware in this in this media conscious culture. We're gonna we're gonna close this up. Mm-hmm. Um, want to thank you again for you, taking Olivia. the time, twice. Uh, telling your story, giving um, us really good insight. Um, what would you say to? anyone out there who feels slightly a, a slight bit off like what would you recommend to anyone who thinks they might have something going on going wrong with their heart get it taken care of get it checked out if it's nothing that's the best and if it's something it's the best that you went for help there it is okay, so, so, so it's just the bottom line is get it checked out that's that's the bottom line Make yeah, sure no one advanced. We've said that before. To talk about diet, like what they should eat, what they shouldn't eat, even though you eat what you want, and for the most part, stay away okay. from Sabrina and Hebrew National. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure. Only have them once a week, preferably on Shabbat. Unless you and get half. dragged. And only have half. And only have half. Well, guys, this was terrific. I think you're doing an amazing job. And I think what you're doing is so important Thank that you. there are going to be many people that are going to listen to your podcast and thank you for saving their lives. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate it. We really, really appreciate do. it. And as always, I love you. Can't wait to see you soon. Yep. And, um, you know, thanks for coming on. It was. I, uh, I, I, I knew we loved you. You're now my new mom. Ah, <laughs> thank you. Anthony I think you're my Greg, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It, it, again, I hope it helps someone. Okay. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thank you.